John Cena demonstrates pandering and mandarin. Winnie the Pooh is heading to an off-Broadway theater near you. And a couple of fixer-uppers almost had their property condemned. These stories and many more on Headlines with Denny the Bull. Welcome to Headlines. I'm your host, Denny the Bull, and thank you to those who have served this great nation. We will never forget the ones that have made the ultimate sacrifice. I'm joined in the Office Now studio this Memorial Day weekend with the man who spends as much money on shaving cream as I do on gym memberships. He's Mr. Adam Joseph. I mean, that's straight facts right there. You're not lying. And she can currently be seen starring in the off, off, off Broadway production of Little Orphan Annie, the podcast years. With headlines, it's Red Pill Jen. How is everyone this lovely Memorial Day weekend? As always, please like, share, and subscribe. With every like on this video, we will donate another dollar to Prince Archie's College Fund. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, that kid ain't a prince. No. He's like some kind of duke or earl or something. Isn't that a song? Stupid writers. Yeah. All right. It's time for this week's deep thinking question. Adam. Yes. What do you call a large mammal that produces milk and and beef? What do you call that? I, I call that a cow. Okay. And if you see multiples of this animal. Yes. Let's say you see a whole herd of. Cows. Okay. All right. Now, what do you call a large animal with a white tail and antlers that a lot of people around here like to hunt? Oh, deer. Mm-hmm. And if you see multiples of this animal, you would say, hey, look, there's a herd of deers. Mm. No. Okay. So why the difference between the two? Why is it that the plural for deer and fish and buffalo is the same as the singular? This makes no sense. And I'm going to lead a revolution. You know, I've been looking to lead a revolution. I've just been looking for the right cause. I think I've found it. I'm going to begin with a march on Washington towards achieving animal plurality equity. Oh, perfect. (laughs) That's right. I believe that the plural should always be the same as the singular without exception in the English language. And I want everyone to look in the field and say, hey, look at all those deers. It's not deers. It's deer. Hey, I've got to feed the fishes in my fish tank or we can make them all the same the other way hey look at all those cow Uh right hey look at all those chicken but i will no longer accept for another day americans looking and saying hey look at that herd of deer and then saying hey look at that herd of cows this doesn't make any sense what about goose geese moose no Moose. It's a violation of the English language, Jen, and it triggers me. I'm it sorry. haunts my nightmares. I'm, I'm offended. I want you to respect my being offended. I will. Okay? And I'm going to do something about it. You should say, hey, look at all those cow and look at all those deer. It and should be one and the same. Or you say, look at all those chickens and look at all those buffaloes. Sounds like a bunch of bull to me. So the March on Washington for Animal Plurality Equity. We're going to do it tomorrow, Memorial Day. If anybody wants to join me, just meet me on Exit 4 at about noon. We'll stand in the middle of the street, and we're going to march on Washington, okay? Do not do that. Yeah, totally. All right. I'm in. (laughs) All right, it's time for our weekly Rushmore segment. Jen, who are the finalists, according to our viewers, for the Mount Rushmore to superheroes from last week? According to our viewers, the final four are Iron Man, Spider-Man, Batman, and the Hulk. We're Superman. We're know. Superman. We cannot leave off Superman. I think they were over it by the time they heard you instruct them. They they, they rebelled against you. Adam, Superman has everyone else's superpowers combined. This yeah. is ridiculous. Yes. I am protesting these results. 
I'm okay, as of right now. I, okay. All right. <laughs> this week, we are asking you, the Bull Corps, who should be on the Mount Rushmore of disgraced television stars? Oh, wow. That's right. Stars who disappeared in mm. disgrace. So we're talking Bill Cosby. Uh, just Charlie, got denied. Sheen. Well, he just got denied parole. Really? Bill Cosby. That's right. Wow. Kevin Spacey. Oh, yeah. Used to fondle young actors oh, on the yeah. set. How about Matt Lauer? Lauer. That's right. And, yeah. and you mentioned Charlie Sheen, mm-hmm. right? Disappeared. Uh, let's see. Charlie Rose. Do you remember Charlie Rose? No, I don't. Charlie he Rose. Used to, he used to do like CBS This Morning, this morning or something. Yeah. And he walked around in his bathrobe with his junk hanging out. Oh, fantastic. Apparently, he'd have young starlets come over to talk to him about getting hired by the network. And he'd just have everything dangling out of his bathrobe. No, so he, he was canceled. Felicity Huffman, remember mm-hmm. her? The Didn't college, she kill somebody? Like uh, uh, vehicular manslaughter? No, it was no, the college the admissions. It was the bribing of the college admissions. To uh, get her daughter yeah. in the college. Yeah. Lori Laughlin, Laughlin, same thing. Too, yeah. yeah. And let's not forget Paula Dean. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. No Southern Bell. So you only get four, so do your homework. Make sure. Make them count. That's right. Make them count. If you want the Rushmore for disgraced. TV actors. You pretty much named most of the ones I would put on mine anyways. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jen, do we have any fan mail? Of course you know we do. Okay, good. Sal from Clarksville asks, have you, Denny, ever had or considered having a bromance? And if so, what would you look for in the perfect man? Oh. Money. Money. Same thing I look for in the perfect woman. So he can buy all the beer Money. and all the, the steak. Right. and oh, okay. So, Salvador, do you mean have I ever been in a romantic relations with a man? Or have I ever just had a man crush? Have I ever been curious? Is that what you're asking no, for, no, Sal? A, no, a bromance. A bromance is like just a good uh, guy friendship. Mm. Uh, you know, like we might say with you know, your best girlfriends for, for, for women, for a man. It's called a bromance. Mm. It's not actually romance. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, Adam, I'm confident enough that I can be open and honest when it comes to please, physical attraction between yes. people. And how sometimes the human impulse can overlook the biological barriers that stand between members of the same gender. Mm-hmm. In other words, Sal, if you're wondering if I've ever had relations with a man, well, no. <laughs> but even if I had, I wouldn't kiss and tell. But would I? Would I ever do that? It depends. I've looked at men before and thought, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm growing up enough to admit it. And I'm not talking about Joe Padula here. Mm. I'll give you an example. My wife and I were having dinner at a restaurant in Detroit, and the waiter came over. My wife looked up at him, and I looked up at him. And he had very nice, slicked hair and olive skin, and uh, he was very handsome. And my wife actually said, wow. When he walked away, she actually said, (laughs) wow. She couldn't help herself. And I said, you know what? That dude is like a model. You know, I, I actually thought he was attractive. I found him to be an attractive man, a very good example of how good a man can look. And that's coming from someone who represents how bad a man can look. Well, you, you right? just admitted all of that mm-hmm. for no reason because Sal was asking if you had a yeah, best friend, guy friend. friend. Yeah. I don't think that's what he was saying. <laughs> you know, I can recognize when a man is the superior version of the male species, Jen. I agree. I know. And if they want to give me some attention, let me some, help them spend that money. I'm always listening. Well, maybe Sal can clarify. I'll try anything once. I bet if I asked Adam Joseph, Adam, yes, what actor did you see in a movie and go, God, I wish I looked like that. I mean, mean, if so, it probably meant deep down you found that man attractive. Now, come on, be honest. It it was. uh, Don't judge me here, but it was it was Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And and it was the it was the movie. Love, pray, whatever that is. Yeah, eat, Steve eat, Car- pray, love. eat, pray, love, yeah. whatever. When he took his shirt off, I was like, 
I want abs like that. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that the biggest stars in Hollywood have an effect on men, women, women and men. Mm-hmm. I, I think they do subconsciously, and that's why we like them too. Mm-hmm. Jason Momoa has this. I think The Rock has oh, this. Yeah. Chris Jason Hensworth. Momoa. Chris Hensworth has this. <laughs> And I say, these are damn good-looking men, Mm -hmm. and I'm not afraid to say it. So other than my bromance with Padula Sal, (laughs) you and I can keep talking on this up. Best romance ever. All right. Jen. Yes, Tony. Hand me the phone, please. we got to stop this nonsense right now. Thank you. All right. I'm going to call the writers. Now, this call to the writers' room is brought to you by Moth to a Flame Candles. If you need the perfect gift, go to Facebook. Look up Moth to a Flame. That's right. I got it right this week. (laughs) If you need... uh, Check out their selection or tell them the sense you're looking for in the perfect candle. I bought one for my wife. She loved it. You will, too. Visit Moth to a Flame on Facebook. All right? So let's dial this right now. Okay? And uh, i got to make sure I dial the right number here. Mm-hmm. Am I getting the right number there? Looks good. Sure. All right, yes. good. Yes, writer's room, please. Yes, I'll hold. Hello, writing staff, Timmy and Jimmy. Yes. Yeah, I'm talking about today's script. I've got some major problems with it, Okay. All right, right here on page one, we were talking about last week's Rushmore results, okay? Yes, yes, you know it. I want to recount. There's no way on earth Superman did not make the final four, all right? So I don't want you to rig it this time. There's no way that Iron Man beat Superman. You understand? Iron Man could barely get 10 people to an autograph signing. Superman had 15,000. Superman has 75 million Twitter followers. Look at the merchandise. Superman outsells Iron Man 20 to 1. That's right. Take Iron Man off the list. Put Superman on the list. You got me? All right. Hashtag stop the seal Superman. Hashtag Rushmore. Hashtag you're fired. <laughs> Damn Dominion people. All right. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. Thank you. Let's get back to it here. <clears throat> okay. Before we go to headlines, which is the reason you're all here, let's cut to one of our sponsors to talk about a new book from a local author. Hi, everybody. Denny the Bull here from the new show Headlines with Denny the Bull. Today, I'd like to talk about a new book I just read during a flight from Nashville to Vegas. It's by a local author, and it's called Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Bob, The Last Resort Escort Service. You can get the book on Amazon, on Goodreads, or Dorrance Publishing, or wherever books are sold online. If you're looking for a book with romance that's provocative and exciting, this is the perfect book. It's a quick read. It's like Fifty Shades, only written from the male point of view. It's a story of four male escorts and their manager, and it's written as a series of journal entries, like diary entries. It tells all of their adventures with women who have hired them for companionship. I couldn't put the book down. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know if these stories are real, but they certainly read that way. There's no other book like it. Again, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Bob, The Last Resort Escort Service. It's written by local author Eldon Parker. Go to Amazon.com and order your copy today. That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Bob. Thank you. All right, it's time for Headlines News You Can Use with Red Pill Jen. Jen, bring it up. Let's hit it. All right. Professional wrestler turned movie star John Cena had to walk back comments he made this week, which sparked outrage across China. On Tuesday, the F9, by the way, that's the ninth installment of the Fast and Furious franchise, Star went on, went on a popular Chinese social media platform and apologized in Mandarin to Chinese audiences. 
I heard he also apologized for those Siamese cats in the Lady and the Tramp. Oh. You know, that, that animated right. film. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was horrible. Oh, we yeah. are Siamese, if you please. Yeah. Yes. Come on. How is that on Disney Plus? I don't know, but it's stuck in my head now. Um, but anyway, the former WWE star's apology came after he called Taiwan a country while promoting his new film on a Taiwanese broadcast channel. Taiwan has been a self-governed democratic island since the end of the Chinese Civil War over 70 years ago, but is still considered by Beijing a territory claimed by the Republic of China. Well, I heard that John Cena also said he couldn't wait for the nation of Canada to see F9, and immediately he got backlash from Americans who reminded him that they are also not a country, but are simply America's hat. (laughs) Uh, so if you're wondering why a big, strong fellow like John Cena is bending over and kissing communist China's ass on this, it's because F9 made $136 bucks in China yeah. within a weekend. That was huge. You know, these movies are huge blockbusters, and the diverse casts make them extremely marketable just about anywhere. Yeah. So when there's that much money to be made or lost on this, well, you got to pucker up and kiss, you know, kiss that ass, don't you? Pretty much. <laughs> And it kind of shocked me that somebody uh, that we actually saw that his apology. I mean, I couldn't see him at all on that video. So I mean, it's, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's also just the the whole promotion and it's a Hollywood thing. And and he pretty much, I hate to say, he kind of sold out to it. And I mean, but that's but that's most of Hollywood, anyways. They're gonna sell out to communist countries because overseas movies are gonna make a, a some box office bank. Yeah, so. you know, to be honest, I probably would have said the same thing. I didn't know Taiwan wasn't a country. I didn't. I didn't either. Nor has anyone, including my fifth grade geography teacher, Miss Escobel, ever corrected me. I mean, uh, she's too busy smacking my knuckles with that ruler to correct me. Yeah. So Taiwan is kind of like, this would be like if somebody said, I'm excited for Key West to be the first state, <laughs> you know, to, to see our movie. And, you know, the people in Florida would be like, wait a minute. Uh-uh. Key West is part of our state, you son of a, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe, yeah. yeah. Okay, so who knew the Chinese were such snowflakes, though? I mean, they get offended by that? Yeah. I guess they've never watched Fox. I guess not. I mean, Sean Hannity would be switching to Mandarin full time yeah. while apologizing he'd have to do. I'm just impressed with uh, with John Cena's Mandarin skills. I, uh, yeah. I don't yeah, know. You know what apology I'd like to see? Maybe we can get Xi Jinping mm-hmm. uh, to shoot a video in English apologizing for unleashing a virus on the world. Mm. Uh, I'd like to see that video. In yes. fact, he should record that video in every language in the world and just put it out there so if taiwan's not a country maybe we can get china maybe they could offer a buyback program for all the, the little cheap stuff with the yeah. stickers that say taiwan that's right yeah. that plastic taiwan. junk that yeah. our country says made in taiwan now do you think john wayne would have apologized to the chinese oh no no way gaff? <laughs> no. no clint eastwood no hmm. i i just wonder if rachel maddow or jake tapper or chris cuomo if they'll do a video in russian where they apologize for three years of red-baiting, evidence-free conspiracy theory peddling on their TV shows. I'm guessing <laughs> yeah. not. Or I'm guessing yet. 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 Ah, oh, there we They'd go. They'd be sponsored by vodka. Well, yeah. speaking of TV shows, mm-hmm. TV stars Chip and Joanna Gaines were nearly on the verge of cultural cancellation this week after it was reported that the couple had donated $1,000 to a Texas school board candidate trying to ban the teaching of critical race theory in public schools. However... 
The story collapsed when it was revealed that the recipient of the donation, Shannon Braun, is in fact Chip Gaines' sister. Ah. So Chip is like, sis, really? I mean, really? Because mm. apparently no one in the area is even proposing teaching it about systemic racism, racism. No. in this school district. It's not even a thing. She's no. just signaling. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, and by the way, a lot of publications who originally posted this story never corrected their headline. They didn't say a word about it being his sister and still have not said a word about that. They just like the original headline that these two donated $1,000 to a candidate who was against critical race theory. It's, it's clickbait. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. All it is is clickbait. I'm going to go on a limb here, and I'm going to guess that Chip and Joanna had uh, no idea what her platform was. I'm going to guess they just gave her a thousand bucks because she asked. Probably. I mean, so the question is now that they know what she stands for, do they ask her to return the money? I mean, like, that's, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hey, I, I mean, that's a double-edged <laughs> sword because with with today's society right now, I mean, would that make them look worse? Saying that they donated this money for a thousand dollars for something about race race relations, whatever she's teaching, mm-hmm. and they take it back, they're like, "Well, now they're going to be labeled racists and you know all this stuff." But that's based on today's society, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a double edged sword. But yeah, I mean, I don't know where you go with that at all with asking the money back. I think it never should have been a headline to start with. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Let's talk about some sports. Okay. Yes. With his victory at PGA at the PGA Championship last Sunday, golfer Phil Mickelson became the oldest major championship winner in history at the age of 50. It was Mickelson's sixth major tournament win and his first since 2013. So he's up there with guys like Tom Brady, who won a Super Bowl at 43, mm-hmm. with yeah. George Foreman, who won the heavyweight championship in boxing at 45. And all those grills. Oh. Oh, and yeah. now Phil at 50 wins a major. Since, yeah, it's, yeah, it's wow. been a while, too. Well, Golf Digest credited Mickelson's victory, among other things, to his, quote, incredible body transformation, mm-hmm. end quote. They said that his slimmed-down physique is a result of regular 36-hour fasts that helped reduce inflammation in his body. The golfer began the practice of fasting 10 years ago after being diagnosed with arthritis. Mm-hmm. You know, Adam, I have inflammation in my body on those Fridays where Joe has Ashley Minor on his show. I'm sure you do. Oh, oh. Yeah, I get Hi, very Ashley. Inflamed. Thanks for listening. I get Good very stirred. Grief. Sorry yeah, about that. I Ashley, get very I'm stirred sorry. by your Instagram page. I apologize um, for him. I don't know if I would call dropping 20 pounds some kind of incredible body transformation. I mean, he didn't all of a sudden show up with like 20-inch biceps. <laughs> Or something. A I mean, 36 he looks, but he hour looks good, fast? though. But he looks yeah. good. I mean, if you he saw does, him in 2013, good. yeah, he needed to lose some of that weight because yeah. it was just looking bad for him, you know? So, so Adam. Yes. Another deep thinking question for you. Uh, okay. okay. Would you consider golf to be a sport or a game of skill? Oh, mm. man. You're putting me in a tough position. I do. Because we I have golfers. Ath- who watch I am the- an athlete who grew up. I grew I up can as tell an athlete that. and everything like that. And I enjoy golf. So I guess you can ask it from a viewpoint of someone who does it professionally. They see it as a, as, a, as a sport. But if it's someone that just wants to go on a Sunday and hit a couple of golf balls around, they just see it as a daily activity. So it's, it's kind of split between on where you see it. Like if you've done it your whole life like these professionals do, you're going to consider it a sport. Yeah. So here's what I consider a sport. An athletic activity in which your opponent can directly affect your performance. So by that definition, baseball – Sport, Mm -hmm. football, sport, Mm -hmm. volleyball, sport, Mm -hmm. boxing, sport, basketball, sport. You can't just run down and shoot a basket in a game. Yeah. You know, your opponent can stop you. Yeah. But let's say bowling, on the other hand, your opponent is sitting off to the side. The lane doesn't move. 
the pins don't move as you're throwing the ball. No one affects the throw. That would be fun, though. But you, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> right. See, if we made bowling a yeah, sport. Yeah, there you go. Bowling a sport, yeah. Like so, yeah. Uh, so, it's a one-man activity mm-hmm. like golf, right? Thus, I say not a sport. Golf, not only can your opponent not affect your putt, they have to be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's what I'm saying. Yeah, they can't even rib you. If you can play this game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, if you have to tiptoe, even the announcers are whispering. They're like, okay. We've got Phil Mickelson. Phil, Phil Mickelson. I can't even say his name now. Phil Mickelson. Let's forget it. He's coming up for the five. Right. Part, part three. Right. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, the squirrel on the golf course. <laughs> if you can play a game by yourself and get the same score that you'd get playing against an opponent, it's not a sport. Who was the in comedian my, that said golf is just nothing more than men in ugly pants walking? I don't know. You know, it's a game of skill for sure, and I suck at it. And maybe that resentment is why I'm saying <laughs> maybe this. Maybe that's why you don't but, like it. But, like, if you were driving and yes. I could stand there with, like, a huge fishnet and catch your ball, now it's a sport. <laughs> also fun. If I could yell in your ear while you're putting, now yeah. it's a sport. Yeah. I'm not hating on this game at all. I love playing it. I, I kind of hate the other people playing because they say they just take it so damn serious. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and especially with golf, Okay. The PGA has a rule: no carts. You have to walk the course, but you're not even carrying your clubs, yeah, right? You're just is. walking. The caddy's <laughs> carrying the club, and, and the straw hats and the black and white spot. Are you feeling the resentment coming on because I suck at this game? No, not a little. Because, yeah. like I said, my last thing is going to say this on this matter and mm. be, with the sport and everything. Final. You, word. you say you say that it's a one person, like bowling, golf, all this stuff. Well, technically, there's still a mentality aspect to it that kind of makes it a sport. Let's say, for example, and this is where I'm going to end it at. Let's say in golf, your your opponent that you're playing the because they're in partners, they play in partners in, in major golf. Your mm. partner gets a, a birdie. You have to make your shot to match him because if you miss, now your game's off. Mm. So mentality that that your opponent is throwing you off a little bit. So it, it's kind of a sport that way, but well, that's I just think my opinion. Other athletes would enjoy it if the audience was quiet while they were pitching <laughs> or shooting a free throw. You know, I mean, I know in football they go like quiet down yeah. when they're at home, quiet down so we can hear the play. Defense doesn't get that, no. you know, that luxury. Not so. so much. Well, let's bring it back local for just okay. a minute. Okay. All right. Clarksville police shot a man in a backyard on Durrett Drive early Thursday morning. Did you say Jim Durrett shot somebody in no, his driveway? Why? It was a backyard on Durrett Drive. Oh, yeah. I thought, man, yeah, I thought, oh yeah. my God, I know it's a county commissioner. How scary. I was like, oh. Glad, I'm glad you clarified it. Yes, I'm Thank glad you care, clarified yeah. it. Yeah, okay. had your back, buddy. All right. Well, apparently the cops were called there about a person threatening suicide. When they arrived, they made contact with a man in the backyard, according to a police spokesman. The officers began talking to the subject with the goal of de-escalating the situation. During this time, the man produced a weapon, causing an officer to fire. The man was taken to the hospital, and his condition is unknown at this time. When you say he produced a weapon, you're talking about a gun, right? I'm going to assume. He didn't like, okay. I right. do not know. Allegedly. I thought maybe he was like taking a leak, and they thought, gun, gun. <laughs> no. No, no, it appears he that actually he actually a had a uh, firearm. A weapon. Okay. Well, it just says weapon, so I, I can't say. It might, might have been a knife or a, I mean, but yeah, safe to say that it was an actual deadly weapon not what he thought was one yeah Yeah. well kudos to our local police for putting the guy in the hospital with one shot right mm-hmm. if this had been minneapolis this guy would have been shot six times, times. With three headshots yeah <laughs> probably right but our police are keepers of the peace they're well trained well disciplined and this is an example of policing done properly so good job by our police here i want to make mention of that because it deserves as such that's right we love you cpd good mm-hmm. policing deserves publicity remember we said a couple weeks ago the the cops Need, need good, good pop. pop, yeah. So we here 
at Headlines with Denny the Bull are giving you good pub. Mm -hmm. And it deserves a mention, just as it does when steroided up, out of control, armed to the teeth maniacs in the big metropolises Mm -hmm. run over people in the street and throw girls around like ragdolls. That will also get a mention. But I am not a defund the police moron because I know there's good policing going on. So I just want to say good job by the Clarksville police in this situation. If the facts hold, they did the right thing. Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. Well, also, more sad news from last Thursday. The first man to get publicly vaccinated for COVID-19 passed away of an unrelated illness last Thursday. 81-year-old William Shakespeare, who went by Bill, received the vaccine not long after 90-year-old Margaret Keenan became the first woman to receive the vaccine at the same hospital. I thought you were going to say Margaret Thatcher. Thatcher. Yeah. It would not, yeah. have been, would not have been great. The win by Maggie. Yeah. I would have yeah. loved it. Excellent. Hmm. Well, at the time of his vaccination, Shakespeare said he was, quote, pleased, and he praised the hospital staff. Well, now, he's not to be confused with the first man in the United States who got the shot, whose name was Benjamin Franklin, but he also <laughs> went by Bill. Yes. Oh, okay. So, so old Bill, well, you said he said he was pleased? Yeah, at the time of the that vaccination, he said he was just pleased, and he praised the uh, the hospital staff. Yeah, old Bill was quite the chatterbox. Uh, yeah, you wow. Can, yeah. He said he was pleased. Pleased. Oh, well, yeah. And he, he said words of praise. Okay. So I and, guess they had good bedside manner, perhaps. And when asked how he felt, he said tired. Yeah. yeah. And after waking up the next morning, he felt hungry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, he's still more lucid and coherent than Joe Biden. I, yeah, it's true. Ah, burn. Just At him, two, Biden. <laughs> yeah, he's give, 81. Give, give, give old him, Shakespeare a break. Give him Biden's teleprompter. He could probably do Shakespeare in the park. <laughs> I mean, Biden already speaks in Shakespeare and tis yeah. was and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. You know, I went to school with a kid named George Washington Lincoln Brown. You oh, did God. not. And he went by Stinky. Oh, fantastic. Actually, he, he went by Stinky because that's what we called him. Oh, perfect. <laughs> but we did it for a good reason. It was because he, he stunk. He stunk, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this guy gets the COVID shot and he dies six months later. That's good publicity. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That should send Pfizer stock soaring through the roof. <laughs> well, we don't know if it was Pfizer or, or Moderna. Moderna. Yeah. So. Actually, I think Padula was just about ready to get the shot and then Bill Shakespeare died. I think that there's probably a better chance of a snowball in hell. Hey, did Bill get the flu shot last year? Oh, yes, yes. Did he end up getting the flu? Oh, no, no. He died six months later. So, <laughs> Well, technically, he didn't get it. Right. So that's very that reassuring mean, to the skeptics. Know? Yeah. Apparently, uh, they said that drawing parallels between him getting the vaccine and his abrupt death is just making much ado about nothing. Nothing. Oh. It could very well be. Mm. That was a Shakespeare joke. That's our writers, Timmy and Jimmy. (laughs) I think our writers are 81 years old if they thought that was funny. Just just right over my head. Well, People Magazine wrote this week that Demi Lovato is opening up about their journey to self-acceptance. Why? Because in their new podcast, the pop star came out as non-binary before diving into a personal conversation with Alok Vedmonen, a gender non-conforming writer and performer. A loke what? Was that a Klingon ambassador? I'm not what kind even going to try and say it again, y'all. I'm, I apologize if I said it wrong. I have no clue. Google didn't know, so I, I'm well, sorry. You, whatever you just said sounds like something that Data would say on Star Trek The yes. Next Generation. Just yeah. say Gazoontide. I'm sorry, Captain, and, and, but yeah, I am a non-binary yeah. sentient carbon life form. <laughs> what the F? I don't even know what this means. What's non-binary? Google it. Okay. The the 28-year-old Lovato said that they have been doing some, quote, healing and self-reflective work, and that through this work, I've had the revelation that I identify as non-binary. With that said, I'll officially be changing my pronouns to they and them. I've had the revelation that I am needy and need constant attention. Mm -hmm. That's what I got. You got to forgive me, because I'm simply a Caucasian heterosexual male he. 
But uh, I don't know what binary is, so I would like somebody to explain to me without having to Google it. Do you have a good explanation? What's binary, non-binary? What's, I don't even know what it means. Non-binary essentially means that you are just, you're, that's why the pronoun, it's hard, it's, it's, it's not something I can, I can sort of compartmentalize, is, but it, it like means, he? it just basically means that you don't identify as a he or a or she, she. Yeah. You're, right, you're right in the middle, and I'm so sorry, I know I'm, I'm, belittling that definition it's just out of time and and whatnot okay. so well that's the, why i said just if you're you know if you're interested to learn a better description i would recommend that you just look it up on google but and, i wasn't there a people article where she just opened up to fans about being pansexual pan-se- yeah I, I that's like a sexuality so that's non- different yes non-binary would define how they feel about their gender mm-hmm. whereas pansexual is a a term that refers to their sex life and a pansexual individual just basically means men, women, um, people who are trans. It means that they don't have, they, they don't discriminate as with regard to partners, mm. domestic so partners. She referred to the LGBTQIA plus community. Okay. So I know lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, queer. What's the difference between gay and queer, by the way? Um, it's it's like it's too much to even Why try. Why do you keep making me Google the stuff? I want somebody to explain. Because it's it. not that we don't have enough time for me oh. to do it justice and to because our, we have yeah, listeners. It goes, yeah, it goes. Deep. Well, what, it goes. Really I don't. I don't want to. What? I don't want to offend anyone. And yeah. Right. But no. I'm just wondering. What does the I and the A stand for? Now, where did when did that get at? That I don't know. So I mean, um, but but like I said, like I'm I'm all for people's you know where they want to identify at. But I just don't like it being in the media that's shoving it down your throat. You know what I mean? Especially from celebrities. It's like, be what you want to be, but I don't care. Like, yeah. I, I don't know why it's a thing. Uh, I just know that I love living in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> For the, record. the reason it doesn't matter to me is because I don't know Demi Lovato. Yeah, I doubt I, don't I will ever yeah. meet them. And do do you. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's all you. I, and I agree. I, I agree she should be able to do whatever she wants. Uh, they. they. They should be able to do what they want. <laughs> yes. And I would like they to build Trump's second wall right down the California border, <laughs> north to south from Portland, straight down to Antarctica and sell all that land to China. China. Really oh, fine. Well, okay. keeping it out west, the National Park Service reports that rangers at Yellowstone Park are looking for a woman who was seen on social media approaching a female bear and her two cubs and who disappeared shortly thereafter. Mm. Have they checked in piles of grizzly bear poop by any chance? I will Google that later and let you know. Okay. But the woman violated the park's rule of staying at least 100 feet away from the park's bears as she used her phone to record a video of the mother and her cubs. Actually, the Mother Bear Told People magazine, it now considers itself as non-binary. So you have to say a Mother Bear and their cubs. (laughs) So this lady violated the 100-foot rule. That's right. Along with the rules of common sense. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing she ignored the rules because she thought she was at Jellystone Park and the bears were Yogi and (laughs) Boo-Boo. Boo-Boo. According to the Park Service, there were witnesses to the event. They said the woman was overheard calling the bear Teddy. Teddy. She said, yeah, look at me, Teddy. And that pissed the oh bear off because, of course, it was a female. And when pressed on the accusations, the mother bear said she was simply telling the lady with the camera, only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> In all seriousness, this is what we call natural selection. Oh, yeah. It is. And I want to remind everybody that when you're dealing with native wildlife, especially here since we've got Gatlinburg and, you know, and everything, mm-hmm. guys, just even if just because the bear gets close, don't feed the bear. Yeah. Because now this this if they find this bear and they tag it, there's a three strike rule. And this poor bear is going to lose its life because one woman was a moron. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, the only way this could have been dumber is if she had a pot of honey stashed under her arm <laughs> along with it. But bear. I heard she was wearing a mask, so she was being very protective uh. around the bear's immune system. Well, speaking of bears who love honey, Ooh. looks like Winnie the Pooh is coming to Times Square's Theater Row. Mm. The new production will bring together Pooh, Christopher Robin, Tigger, and the rest of the cast using life-sized puppetry. The production will also feature songs by the Oscar-winning Sherman Brothers, who wrote music for Mary Poppins, The Jungle Book, and perhaps most famously, the beloved It's a Small World attraction at Disney World. The show is scheduled to open on October 21st, and tickets go on sale June 1st. Oh, bother. I just hope they finally put some pants on that bear. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's been running around for 60 years with no pants on. Am I the only one that noticed this? I find that offensive. I also find that Winnie is an unfair caricature of people like myself <laughs> who are calorically challenged. Okay, so he's a little husky, a little stout. A little bit. Right? He gorges on honey, and then he gets stuck in a hole mm-hmm. until he has to starve and his belly shrinks. I find it offensive to really. those of us who struggle with food addiction. Mm. Well, you know, speaking of food addiction and whatnot, I don't know if you're aware of this, Denny and Adam, but um, the characters of Winnie the Pooh actually represent, each one represents a different mental mm-hmm. illness. Illis, yeah. Really? Yeah, so Eeyore, you Eeyore's got bipolar depra- depression. Well, depression. Yeah, yeah um, Winnie the Pooh, a, a food addiction. Isn't, so. isn't Tigger mm-hmm. like hyperactive? Uh, ADHD? Like ADHD. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, so, that, I did not know that. Just a little interesting okay. fact. So life-size puppetry, that's like Big Bird, right? I would say so. Right. I okay. would assume like Jim that's Henson correct. kind of stuff. And, you know, yeah. I want to tell you a weird story about the Sherman Brothers who wrote, this is not funny, this is sad. They wrote a, a lot of great songs, mm-hmm. like It's a Small World. But there was a documentary about them on Disney Plus called The Boys. They worked together for Walt Disney and for the, for the man Walt Disney mm-hmm. and for the company for 20 years after he died. They went to the studio every day to work, but they didn't like each other. They no. didn't talk to each other, didn't socialize at all. These are brothers. Oh, man. And their kids, who were first cousins, barely knew each other. That's really, that is That's sad. sad. And these yeah. guys won Oscars together. They'd go up on stage, give a speech, and go their separate ways and wouldn't mm. call each other, thank each other, nothing. Uh, and they're writing songs together for Disney. So it's just a really weird relationship. Very much yeah, so. Very sad. While in Oregon, Portland police on Tuesday declared a riot amid a destructive downtown demonstration held on the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's murder. About 200 people gathered for the event, and while some lit fireworks and dumpster fires, others sprayed graffiti, broke windows, and threw water bottles at police. And don't forget all the ones peacefully protesting. And that, yeah. I mean, all 20 well, of them. Some of them probably were. I don't know. I was not there. But this is not the same. Okay. Yeah. You know, Portland's had a rough run lately. I think if I was Trump, I would have a rally in Portland just to mess with them. I mean, yeah. Kind of <laughs> I mean, can you imagine the riot outside a Trump rally in Portland or Seattle? My gosh, what an awesome troll that would be for Trump to just rally in Portland. You know, I've never been to the Pacific Northwest. Frankly, I'm afraid to now. I don't I hear care for Oregon. I don't agree. I've, I've been out west to California, and but but that was back in 2016. It was way before he even like was was voted in, and, mm-hmm. and it was nice, but just everything was so expensive, and you did get a feel of a weird culture out there if it's, you weren't from there. Yeah, it's cold. So it's it, rainy. But, but it's weird. Out, yeah, out dismal. In the west. Yeah. So. I heard that George Floyd's family met with President Biden oh, yeah? the same day, and Biden told them that he was really working hard with Congress on this police reform bill named for George Floyd. Quick reminder to everybody, Joe Biden wrote and pushed the 94 crime bill under mm-hmm. President Clinton. Joe Biden pushed to militarize the police throughout his time in the Senate, throughout his eight years as vice president. He was a key voice in Reagan's war on drugs. 
He was a key architect in the prison industrial complex in this country. He's the one that said he didn't want his kids living in a racial jungle. And let's remind everybody, his kids were Hunter Biden. Okay. Now, I didn't say that. He said that. But on Tuesday, the family of George Floyd went to the White House to hear Biden say that he's really concerned about blah, blah, blah. He doesn't care. His own son is a crackhead, corrupt criminal. He cares as much about our police and our criminal justice system as his vice president cares. Yes, Kamala Harris, who mm-hmm. made her name locking up black guys in California for marijuana. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you, Jen, we live in a bizarre world. We absolutely Where do. the George Very. Floyd family is trusting Joe Biden to do something about our criminal justice system. Yeah. Well, but there nice. were some good photo ops. Well, I'm sure there were. Well, speaking of the vice president, Vice President Kamala Harris is taking heat after a video emerged showing her wiping her hand on her jacket after greeting South Korean President Moon Jae-in at the White House last Friday. Harris talked with the South Korean leader about the alliance between our countries as well as the danger posed by North Korea. Following their joint press conference, the two shook hands, after which time Harris can clearly be seen wiping her hand on her jacket. To be fair, the South Korean president only shook her hand because he thought she was one of the Kardashians. Kardashians, (laughs) Which, of course, is ridiculous because Kamala's married to a white guy. Guy. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, as a result, members of the right as well as South Koreans took to Twitter to bash the VP, condemning her disrespect towards the world leader and political ally and wondering what the response would have been if Trump or Mike Pence Mm. were to do the same. Can you imagine if she did that to Kim Jong-un of North Korea? Good God. You know, the biggest fallout of this is that now South Korea said they will not allow F9, Furious 9, to be shown in their theaters. Theater. So John Cena is now going to record an apology in Korean. In Korean, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, and also it. as a result of this, Adam, Israel says it's going to blow up some more stuff in Gaza. Just as a result yeah, of this. I wouldn't be right. surprised, yeah. So Kamala it was wiping the sweat off her hand. I yeah. heard she was actually nervous because she thought he was a lobbyist who was going to give her some money. Mm. Good one. Actually, she was wiping off any hopes of Democrats winning in 2022 or 2024. (laughs) That's what she was really. This is the same woman who tweets this weekend have a great long weekend and not even acknowledge veterans and military at all. That's cringy. That's Mm -hmm. cringy for sure. Well, let's lighten the mood just a little bit. Okay. Disney Plus says that they have changed the rise of Skywalker. So it doesn't suck now? I'm not sure about that. They haven't changed the plot. But they have made some subtle edits, and they have changed the color tint of the film from teal to blue, thank goodness. So normally the fans would be up in arms about changes like this, but since this movie had no fans... (laughs) None. Right, none. The only thing they could have done to make it better was add Ewoks, like digitally... Adam, were there Ewoks in this movie? Not in this. I don't Mm. remember seeing one. What about the little Yoda baby thing? That was another show. Um, don't don't try to man. talk Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. You're getting in over your head. I could do head. without right. the end of the, that movie, too. Of, yeah. No spoilers, but of uh, Ren changing her, or, yeah, changing her name. Whatever. Yeah. I don't see why anyone cares about tinkering with a Star Wars film. George Lucas did nonstop tinkering with his original film like a year after it came out. Once it was a hit and, and he was greenlight for The Empire Strikes Back, he went back and re-released Star Wars with the Episode Four thing in the scroll, which was not in the original and '77 then, release. And you and I talked about it last week too, about how he re- went back and re-edited the scene of putting the Hayden Christensen character in, yeah. in the ghost scene at the end of Return of the Jedi, right? And re-edited that. And then twenty years later, here you want to go get a coffee? Yeah, you want to go? Get yeah, a coffee? I was gonna <laughs> say, do, do you guys even need me? <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're about, about okay, to have okay. a nerd talk. Then here. twenty years later. 
he made the special editions where he completely screwed them up. Oh, yeah. CG garbage. So who cares if they change the color? Mm-hmm. It's still got the stupid emperor still alive, or is he a clone? He's got the secret fleet with thousands of pilots all waiting for 20 years for a signal. Oh. I mean, just... My name's Ray. Ray Skywalker. Oh, my God. Screw that movie. Screw Those last two were terrible. <laughs> all right. We're done with Star Wars, Jen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about something uh, completely different. different. Okay. Totally different. All right. Um, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Hmm. All right. He signed a, a bill into law this week that says he will drive transparency and safeguard Floridians' ability to access and participate in online platforms. However, tech industry critics say the legislation is unconstitutional, setting the stage for a court battle of the law. The 26th Amendment to the Constitution clearly states that Twitter and Facebook cannot banish a former president of the United States from their platform. It's right there in the feather pen ink. Ink. Well, as if this couldn't get any weirder, I mean, it is Florida, Mm -hmm. comedian Jimmy Kimmel attacked DeSantis as well as former President Trump and his supporters while describing the bill on his show. In a bizarre rant, Kimmel compared Florida to the toilet seat at a sketchy gas station in the middle of nowhere, a toilet seat with, quote, a swastika carved into it. He also said that, quote, Florida is that toilet seat. Wow. Florida is that toilet seat, and so is Tennessee, and so is Texas. And you know what, Jimmy Kimmel? You formerly funny person sick with Trump (laughs) derangement syndrome. You know what? Everyone's leaving your pathetic state of California to come to my state Mm -hmm. or to Texas or to Florida because they're sick of liberal whiners like you, hypocrites like you with your woke binary pronoun identity (laughs) bullcrap. It's sad. What's happened to Jimmy Kimmel? It's tragic. Yeah. But it's not surprising. The same thing happened to Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. You know, they were once edgy and funny, and they didn't give a damn. Kimmel torched Obama. Oh, yeah. At the correspondence dinner. I think it was 2012, when he was funny, I mean. Oh, yeah. And then he met a young lady named Molly who worked for him as a writer. She was 20 years younger, and he fell in love. He felt like a teenage boy again because <laughs> she had a young, hard body. And she told him, oh, boss, you look sexy in a beard. So he grew a beard and never shaved it. I'm not kidding. This oh, he is looks what so happened. weird oh, with yeah, a beard, no, he doesn't he? looks really weird. No. And he slimmed down. Remember, he used to be pretty chubby. Oh, yeah. He you was, know, a little yeah, husky. A little bit. And, uh, yeah, so he started hanging out with her and her Obama ass-kissing li- you know, liberal friends. And then they had a baby. And, oh, boy, he got woke. He got woke as hell. And Donald Trump just destroyed his brain. Oh, yeah. It broke him. Yeah. So, so he, yeah, he tossed his funny away. He tossed his sense of humor away. Along with Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now he just reads cue cards written by little Hillary lovers. Yeah. I mean, it's pathetic. So if, if Florida is a toilet bowl and we're part of that toilet and Jimmy comes to visit us, would that make him the poop? <laughs> if he I comes think to Jimmy, visit us. Jimmy's if he ever comes to visit us or is toilet. he just dangling in there? <laughs> he, Listen, he just... Yeah, he can't Listen, let Trump this go. Is, this is my issue with most TV shows nowadays because of their liberal um, idealist. And just like, why you got to bash a certain section of the country? All you're doing is dividing us. Right. Yeah. When, when certain people in those areas see you saying that, they're like, well, I'm done with you. You suck. Like, why do you got to do that? You know, mm-hmm. and why are you bringing up a prep? Like, that's another thing. They cannot let go of Trump. <laughs> no, I mean, the guy's been out of office over four months. And, yeah. you know, all his jokes were about Trump and they still are. You know, and this funny. This guy made fun of Melania's accent. Yeah. Nobody said anything. Nobody came to her defense. No, you know, and it was all okay. But he can't tell jokes about Joe Biden being demented. Mm-hmm. No, he can't tell jokes about Mrs. Biden, the mother of Hunter Biden, Mm-mm. because that would piss Molly off. Mm-hmm. You know what, Jimmy? <laughs> Nobody cares about your show anymore. That's why we have a show because you're not funny. <laughs> That's right. If Johnny Carson was still on the air, we wouldn't be here. 
So why don't you go to the WB and do a sitcom or go host Dancing with the Idiots. Best yet, just <laughs> go away. Take Fallon, Stephen Colbert with you. They're all just partisan hacks anyway. Oh, yeah. This is very true. Well, guess what time it is? We can imagine. It's Mm -hmm. Biden time. Mm. That's right. President Biden is set to unveil a budget that would increase federal spending to $6 trillion in the coming fiscal year, with annual deficits of more than $1.3 trillion over the next decade. Oh, boy. Danny needs a breath on this one. I need need six. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's really funny. So you're saying that our spending would outweigh our earning by $1.3 trillion trillion. Yeah. every year. That is correct. So he's spending $6 trillion in the next year, but no public option on Obamacare, no minimum wage increases, mm-hmm. no free college, soldiers still underpaid, cops still underpaid, teachers still underpaid, infrastructure still crumbling. The 400 richest Americans just doubled the, their wealth in the last five years. But America as a government keeps losing money. Money, oh yeah. yeah. So where's the money spent? That's a good question. I mean, we don't have high-speed rail. No. They no. have those in Europe and Europe, China. China. We don't yeah. have single-payer health care. They have that in Canada and every other industrialized nation on Earth. Yeah. Well, they are rolling out the, what is it, extra $300, I think, a month for parents um, oh. over for the next several years. So that's got that money's got to come from somewhere. Oh, yeah. You know, our last airport was built 26 years ago in Denver. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, where exactly is all this money going, Joe, you right-wing Reaganomic phony? Six Joe, trillion Joe Biden, dollars, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Not not our lovely uh, producer. Right, yeah. Not Joe. <laughs> not, not our mayor. Not Mayor Pitts either. Yeah, there you go. We're talking about yeah. Joe Biden. Biden yeah. um, you know, I know we spend $48 billion a year in Afghanistan. That's not for soldier bonuses. No, no it's okay. not. No. Uh, I know we give $38 billion a year to Israel. We give $2 billion a year to Elon Musk. <laughs> and uh, I guess we're going to give about $10 billion to Jeff Bezos to help develop his space program. Like he needs it. But, but. We're talking six trillion dollars. I yeah. just want to know where's that money, money. going. Yeah, I'd okay. love to know. If it's not going thing. to our infrastructure. Where? Yeah. Well, we've got a little bit of a public service message that we would like to share with all of you. Oh, okay. good. Yeah. According to the, that. we are absolutely. According to the Better Business Bureau, scammers are taking advantage of COVID nineteen vaccine distribution by using phone calls to fish for personal information. How does the scam work? You get a phone call, email, or social media message saying that you are eligible to receive the vaccine. They then take your personal information, such as Medicare account number or driver's license number, and they ask you to make an appointment, all while requiring a cash payment up front. So that's what Hunter Biden's been up to lately. Uh, I was wondering. Poor, you're on, you're on him today, I aren't am. you? Man, you know, block all these there are some really <laughs> clever, savvy folks out there. Oh, yeah. There really are. Well, and desperate. And another related scam um, is when they offer a prize for taking a survey concerning your COVID experience where they ask you for a credit card number to pay for the shipping and they go from there. As if the healthcare industry isn't a bunch of thieves in their own right, yeah. we get scammers on top of thieves. Especially get scammers with, scamming the scammers. taking advantage of a <laughs> pandemic like that with the vaccination? Come on. Yeah, that's the low paranoia. of the low. That's low of the low. Yeah. It's sad because I've become so wary of scammers that I don't even like answer my cell phone anymore. No. I, I just let it go right to voicemail. I certainly don't answer my home phone. It can be 931 area code. That's our local area code, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I won't pick that up either. No. You know, I don't answer emails unless it's somebody I know. Uh, Facebook, somebody tries to friend you, and a lot of times it's a... Oh, yeah, it's... It's a shadow account, or they, uh, or it's the opposite where they they've got two thousand three hundred and ninety four groups, groups and yeah, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I don't even answer texts anymore. I mean, I don't either. That's why I, I'm glad with my phone. When a phone number rings, like it calls me, it says potential spam. And I'm like, I'm just going to let this go to voicemail if it's important. Yeah, and fair, I'll pick up later. Fair yeah. warning. Mine says that too. But I was blocking them. But unfortunately, they need to get their stuff together on it, at least with Verizon, mm-hmm. because it will actually block legitimate yeah, phone numbers. Legitimate yeah. numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, uh, I did want to add something. Somebody reached out to us about Uh a headline Mm, this week. So this is the first time in the history of our show that someone reached out to me and they asked, did I hear about what happened down at our city hall? Really? Yeah, this past week. So apparently there was a dust up over at city hall between two council members, Trisha Butler and Jason Knight. Oh, no. Yes. And now apparently in full disclosure on Trisha Butler, uh, I uh, supported her campaign to run, and I'm going to tell you, she worked incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. I, she, you know how I make a lot of jokes about Exit Four. Oh yeah, no, going down and yeah. you know, everyone. We know on. that's we know Wilma's your favorite. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, I love Wilma Rudolph yeah. Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she would be standing down there in front of Chick Fil A mm-hmm. on a Friday afternoon, four or five o'clock, holding up a, a sign to to get elected and she had a lot of competition hard competition Mm -hmm. she was by no means the favorite in that race and to be fair i worked on jason knight's campaign back then when he was running for city council and he Mm -hmm. physically was knocking on doors and talking to 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 potential constituents you know i mean i so just just to just just to keep it full disclosure to keep it even unlike mainstream media who don't disclose all of their connections yeah uh i just thought i'd disclose that up front here so Apparently, Jason Knight is part of the finance committee, and he and the other members of this committee have been deferring nearly every piece of legislation that any council member brings to the floor back to themselves, the finance committee, where it effectively gets stalled for a month until the next meeting. It may just be they rubber stamp it, Mm -hmm. but it's a flex of power. Mm -hmm. So basically they're saying when you present anything here, it's coming to us, Mm -hmm. and we'll see you next month. Okay. So uh, this was a flex of power, like I said. They're basically intercepting every ordinance and holding it for a month. So Trisha Butler proposed an ordinance that would require every council member to send their bills to the finance committee first. Okay. okay? So and then when it, then it gets presented to the council. So it's already got the rubber stamp at that point. So she's effectively saying, rather than throw the ball and have an interception, yeah. I'm just going to purposely throw it to them. Oh, yeah. Just throw the interception first and then take away what could be perceived as a stall tactic, you know, kind of a power grab. Well, apparently, Councilman Knight took exception to this in the meeting and admonished her for introducing legislation that has nothing to do with her constituents, mm-hmm. which is a waste of time, waste of money. And as she was responding to this, he stormed out. Huh. So we've got a little bit of political theater here that yeah. we're going to have to watch here. Uh, at Headlines with Denny the Bull as it develops. Now, these two have worked together. I'm, I know they worked together on the Clarksville Sanctuary City for the Second Amendment bill. Okay. Right? So, like I said, I know they've worked together on legislation. You know what I want, Adam? I want Clarksville to become a sanctuary city for the Third Amendment. The Third Amendment, yeah. That's right. I don't want British Redcoats sleeping in I, my house. No, no. <laughs> All right? I no, like my tea. You stay No Redcoats in my house. <laughs> And, you know, he was talking about some insubstantial legislation. Do you remember when the, the city council renamed Mammy Lane into Hattie, Hattie Lane? Lane yeah. You remember that? that I remember that. they were discussing it. I did not hear that they uh, had actually followed through. And as a matter of fact, just to be fair, Jason Knight was was on the, the Joe Padula show discussing that. Okay. And uh, He voted no, I think. 
Um, I believe I believe he did. Okay. So yeah, they're renamed for Hattie McDaniel, okay. the actress, the Oscar-winning actress I mean, who won. You know, for yeah. them. so uh, I think I need to talk to my councilman about renaming my street. I don't like living on Honky Lane. No, that's that sounds too offensive. <laughs> you know what? Well, and, and the thing was, my honky wife, Honky Lane. Yeah. Hon- my, oh, Honky Lane. My wife thought it was short oh. for Honky Tonk, right? Because yeah, we're yeah. close to the Music City. The problem is I, I live at the corner of Honky Lane and Old White Cracker Boulevard. So oh, I don't, I don't my think it, gosh. I don't think that's what it was. I think it was uh, so. Anyway. Well, should we end this on a nice positive note? Yes, yes, yes please do. All right, let's do it. Well, I don't know if you realize, but this past Thursday was the birthday of both Christopher Lee and Vincent Price. Mm. Fans took to Twitter to celebrate the two horror and sci-fi legends. Lee starred in both the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit trilogies, along with two Star Wars films, all after the age of 75. Vincent Price was a horror movie star for 50 years and is also known for his monologue at the end of Michael Jackson's thriller. Yeah, it's too bad he's known for that, but hey, it would be awfully cool. Hey, come on. You know, hey, thriller uh, at this actually... This time last, uh, I'm sorry, 1983, mm-hmm. Thriller was the number one album on oh, yeah. the charts. You know, uh, many remember that? Christopher Lee also. He was the uh, Bond villain, the man with the golden, golden gun. gun. And yeah. also he was Dracula, Dracula in a lot of the old the Hammer. Old 70 movies, yeah, 70 Hammer movies. Horror yeah. films. Uh, Vincent Price did those amazing Edgar Allan Poe films with Roger Corman. Have you ever seen those? The Mask of the Red Death. The oh, yeah. And then um, the Pendulum. There was yeah. The Monkey's Paw, I think, was made into a movie. I don't know if you're the same actors, yeah. but. Yeah. And, and so anyway, what I really loved about these guys is they had great speaking voices. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. always having been interested in radio. Um, and, and, and you know what? Their close friend, Peter Cushing. Cushing mm-hmm. yeah. I know the name. Who was also in Star Wars. Yes. Grand Moff Tarkin. No Star Wars. Right. He was born the day before. <laughs> oh, so, that. yeah. So, these three guys, like, literally were born within 24 hours of each other. Yeah. And uh, I must own a dozen Vincent Price movies on DVD. Like I said, there's no anecdotes here. I just have fond memories. This is when you had movie stars that were larger than life. And can oh, you yeah. imagine the coolness? Can you imagine <laughs> being the coolest grandpa, great-grandpa uh, on earth? Yeah. That you're 78 years old mm-hmm. and George Lucas comes up to you and says, how would you like to be in my next Star Wars movie? <laughs> Playing Count Dooku. Dooku. Still right? killing it at 78. No, really. He, no, he I, was I'm, actually, yeah. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm like, that's awesome. Well, did you hear what happened? No. Is I think they were at a golf course. And <laughs> it's a bizarre story Christopher ever. Lee had said no to Star Wars like 20 years before. Oh. He said, no, no, thanks. And, of course, he regretted it. It was such think? a big hit, right? So I think George Lucas saw him on a golf course. Of course, yeah, he did. And said, hey, you still look like you're really with it. How about I write a part for you in, I think it was Attack of the Clones. Yeah, it was the uh, second one. He was probably one. like, yes, yeah. please. Yeah. I'm not worthy. And, and then he was in all the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit movies, too. Now, who did he play in, in, in the Lord of the Rings? Sauron. I, Sauron. Oh, it's yeah, Sauron, years, yeah. yeah. No, so, and I actually have appreciation. Uh, when you when you told us about this story, we were going to talk about it. I have a fond appreciation for um horror movies scary movies especially Same. the classic ones yeah um i remember seeing vincent price in house of wax oh uh, that's and right. oh, the, one, like, original, the original not the house paris hilton yeah. oh my god yeah. and did you know a little tidbit here did you know the haunted mansion ride in disney mm-hmm. they originally had recorded vincent price's voice for the ride through that would have been cool he wow. was going to do the talk through and all that with the ghosts and everything it would have been amazing yes it would so have. i have a, a fond memory of classic horror movies same here favorite and i genre love these ever. two actors yeah. i think they're they if they were alive today they'd still be smashing it well, right now in the theaters. happy birthday yes. to happy them. belated yeah. birthday
So just to remind our viewers, uh, we live in a society where the right believes that abortion is murder and guns are freedom. And the left believes that guns are murder and abortion is freedom. And we may never agree on these two topics, but you know what? We can agree on a lot of other ones, right? Uh, let's agree that you don't get too close to bears in the wild unless they're named Winnie. <laughs> not a good no idea. Bother. That's right. No. Uh, let's agree that golf is not a sport unless I can kick your putt off the green after you hit the ball. Okay. I think we need to maybe 50-50 that one, but you know we'll go with it. Let's agree that Demi Lovato just needs a good hug. Yeah. A good, solid hug. I am sure they do. That's right. Let's agree that John Cena may be better looking and richer and more famous than me. But you know what? You don't hear me apologizing to China now, do you? I don't know. And I can't even see him. Let's agree that the vaccine really didn't help Bill Shakespeare a whole lot. Definitely not. Didn't help him. No. So let's agree on all of these things, and then we'll just agree, disagree on a couple others. So for Adam, for Red Pill Jan, thank you for spending your Memorial Day weekend with us. And this is Denny the Bull signing off.